Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to All Steak, No Sizzle, an honest, no BS look at life, sports, and entertainment. I am your host, Devin McKenzie, here once again, and this is going to be part three of the 2016 wrap-up. This time, I got my niece. I'm not going to say my favorite niece. She's she's in the running. She's like in the top five. <laughs> and it's funny because I actually have five nieces, but she's uh, <laughs> she's my niece, and she's the host of the Takenya Talks podcast, Mr. Kenya McKenzie. She is on the show today. And she's going to be breaking down the top five what-the-fuck moments of 2016. And basically, 2016 has been full of what-the-fuck moments. Um, Just from when I started doing this series of shows up until now, we had a bunch of other people pass away, like uh, Carrie Fisher, Debbie Reynolds, um, the guy that invented the Solo Cup. Just... uh, Man, it's been a crazy year, especially for celebrity deaths. That definitely comes up in this conversation with my niece. Uh, me and her got into a, a little bit of a heated debate about the Black China, um, I was about to say Black Rob, the Black China and Black Rob situation. So make sure you stay tuned for that. And, you know, we, we jumped into a lot of different topics. You know, like, like I said, these are the top five what the fuck moments of 2016. Like I said, it was a great list, great conversations. We had some heated debates, some back and forth about various topics. So make sure you pay attention and uh, give us your top five what-the-fuck moments of 2016. And I'm going to cut this intro short because I wanna, want you all to hear this conversation. But make sure you follow the show. Make sure you like the show, repost it, share with others. Uh, make sure you, like I said, give me your top five what the fuck moments of 2016. If you want to keep the discussion going on Twitter, you can do so with me. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Devin the Six Three. That's D E V I N T H E Six Three. We can keep the conversation going there. If you want to talk about it on the Facebook page, you can go to All Steak No Sizzle Podcast on Facebook. Just uh, hit that in the search bar; it'll pop right up. Or if you want to send me a direct message, if you want to send me an email, you can do so at asnspodcast at gmail.com. That's asnspodcast at gmail.com. And like I said, make sure you interact with me and my niece. Her Twitter is underscore to Kenya. That's underscore T-A-K-E-N-Y-A-H. So join in the discussion. Make sure you go back and listen to the previous two episodes wrapping up 2016. Uh, one episode was with my man John from the John Effects Podcast, the quarterback of the Pie Squad, hashtag we all win. And the other episode was with my man Tino Morgan from the rapplatform.com and the Rap Platform Podcast. Make sure you check him out. So go back and check those episodes out and you know join in those discussions as well. So I'm going to, like I said, cut this intro short. We're going to go ahead and jump into this discussion with me and my niece, Takenya. I'm quick update i am feeling a lot better than i have this week uh hopefully i sound a little bit better i'm not sure you let me know but uh thank you for listening and let's go ahead and jump into this conversation with my niece takaya mckenzie from the takaya talks podcast
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to All Stake No Seven. I have was this your second time on my show? Ladies and gentlemen, that is the voice of the host of the Kenya Talks podcast, Miss. What? I was telling you to reply back to the family message. I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> we're in the middle of a family. It is the holidays. I'm trying to figure out what's what. I thought all minds were clear. All minds are clear, but no, all we, minds are not clear. This is me immediate. We're talking about food and black people. People, this is my niece, Takenya McKenzie, the host of the Takenya Talks podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Kenya to the show. Hey, everybody. How y'all doing? <laughs> Takenya, let the people know where they can listen to your show and your social medias and what you talk about on your podcast. Well, when I'm fed and well kept, you can find me at Takenya Talks podcast. That's on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, all things where you need to find me. The link is in all of those descriptions that I just told you. I am most active on Twitter with the Pi fam. We always on Twitter interacting. So if you want to come and say hi to us and me, you can find me on Twitter at underscore T-A-K-E-N-Y-A-H. My Instagram, T-A-K-E-N-Y-A-H. I'm not as active as I used to be, but, you know, it's there. And then Facebook is Takenya Talks Podcast. So that's me. When I talk about um, everything under the sun that involves blackness, ratchetness, <laughs> and working for the equality of all human beings. And then I might talk about, you know, pop culture and whatever. But it, I'm really a hot mess. So <laughs> join the ride. It's a little bumpy, but, you know, <laughs> little bruises don't hurt nobody. All right, all right. And uh, for those of you that may or may not know, Takenya and I are also co-host a show called The Generation Exchange. Yes, we have a show. We have well, we have two shows. We're like, that could go in like our bio, like host of two shows, Generation Exchange, and so on, so on, so on, so Yeah, so when's that Lost episode coming out, Takenya? Yep, so that Lost episode is officially lost. <laughs> and uh, just like my mind. So everything, you know, is going according as planned in the life of Takenya. If you come over to the podcast, you will find out how crazy my life is. Man, I'm a little pissed about that because that shit was that was a good that episode. A good, but what it did was introduce me to Foreign Exchange. So you actually did. It, it helped. I don't know what happened. It just got lost. Like, I don't understand. We might have to re-record that one. Yes, because I love that. Both albums. Well, let's jump into the topic at hand. I have people coming on the show to talk about, we'll get their top five in certain categories. And when I thought of this topic, I felt like the only person I could have really talk about this is you. So mm-hmm. this is the top five what the fuck moments of Bruh, 2016. What the fuck 2016 is what the fuck (laughs) oh my god so we'll start with you Takenya what is your number five what the fuck moment of 2016 my number five what the fuck moment is the following hold on while I pull up the app it's in my notes so I actually did do what I was doing was black China being taken seriously by the majority of people would you like me to elaborate? Please do, because I, I I really want to talk about this with you. Yeah. Okay, so my Go ahead. F- it was what the fuck for me because, 
you know, white people are so gullible. They don't understand black culture. So we they don't understand the scamming. Black people knew that Black China was a scammer. We knew what she was doing. We knew she was scamming from jump. It was what the fuck for me when she started getting fan pages and she was introduced to the white fans and the mainstream people and everybody loved her. And all the black people was looking like, what the fuck, bro? Like, she's a scammer. <laughs> That's why that was my number five what the fuck moment because it just further proved to me that... White people don't necessarily understand us. And that sometimes it's a good thing because it worked in black China's favor. But you can't pull that shit with black people. Has she came on Flavor of Love or some shit and they pulled this, this scamming bitch on, on TV. We were like, this bitch is scamming Flav. Don't nobody want Flav? <laughs> so, you know, that's why I was like, what the fuck, bro? Like, she's really coming up. So, yeah, that was my what the fuck moment. So, let's talk about this a little bit further. <clears throat> Uh, I can't remember what episode, but on one of your previous episodes, you, matter of fact, I might have been on, on that episode, but you were talking about how, oh man, Black China's like the hustler of the year, and I got, I give up all praise to Black China for going out there and getting her coins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, I saw this coming a mile away, mm-hmm. and I think most Black people saw this coming a mile away, mm-hmm. right? And I don't understand how. And no personal attack, but I don't understand how you like was like giving her props for that shit. I was proud of her from the standpoint of knowing and somewhat identifying with the hood rat. I know that the hood rat's dream is to basically come up off a nigga, and that is because of how we were. Not we. I mean, I mean, I I could consider myself, you know, ratchet, but I don't think. I'm a hood rat. I think it's levels to it. I think hood rat is number one. I think ratchet is like number five to the process of becoming a hood rat. And I feel like Black China is a hood rat, and she achieved heights that no hood rats have ever reached. And I'm proud of her for that. Identifying as, you know, a basic level one hood rat. This is me. Like, I'm serious. Like, I understand her, and I understand why she is who she is. I get it. Now I'm judging for her. I'm just proud of her accomplishments. Like, if there was, like, a hood rat book of accomplishment, Black China would be the writer and the number one person in it as of right now. So you're proud of her accomplishment of <clears throat> becoming famous off of a uh, depressed, gullible uh, person. Know, it depends on how you look at it. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Y- you're proud of her for, number one, having a baby by, who was it? Tyga? Yes. Okay. And then in a plot to get back at <laughs> Tyga's new girlfriend. Uh, She's petty. Was it, was it Kylie Jenner? Kylie. She uh, fucked and, and married and had a baby by her brother. They didn't get married. They're mm-hmm. not married. They got engaged. They were supposed to get married next year. But okay. It's but, not going to happen. But in order to get back at Kylie Jenner, she Could fucked happen. and got engaged to and had a baby by her brother. Okay. Who so. was depressed and Mm-mm. whatnot and so got So you're fat. looking at it like that. I look at it as <clears throat> this young, young, young lad from the hoods of wherever she's from grew up and aspired to be the greatest hood rat she can be. So she did the first thing that most hood rats do. Is that something to aspire to, to be the greatest hood rat of all time? If that's all you know. So we can't, like, do judging. better? 
She know. don't know better. How she gonna do better? If she don't I mean, know she can. You mean you can learn? Listen, listen let me tell you. Okay. This is why I said that's so this is why I wanted to have a discussion. She started let's, off let's talk. in in the in the world of hood rats, just like every other hood rat, raised in the hood. You know, seeing baby mamas fighting. You know, just real nigga shit. Nigga, just nigga shit. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and this what was a basic hood rat. She grew up, went to school, finished high school, graduated, and said, "I'm gonna go to college." And to pay for college, she did what? What came a stripper? <laughs> the what, stripper myth. That is literally the hood rat handbook. Then after she became a stripper, she stripped her way to stardom. Now this is what I believe in the mind of a hood rat. What she did. Most rappers are smart enough to say strippers stay where they are. But then you have men like Stevie J, um, Tyga, that sees hope in strippers and takes care of them. Tyga just happened to be the culprit. She was going to take any nigga that was trying to talk to her. I do believe. I do believe had Rick Ross shot his shot, he would have taken her. I feel like if Lil Wayne really wanted her, he could have got her. But the one rapper who actually took her serious at the time, was Mr. Tyga. And so she took her gold star and she ran with that bitch. And I, I see her plan. I see you. You think you, 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 you're slick, but you're not. So then she came up off Tyga's success because at the time he had a number one single mm-hmm. in the urban community, which was Rack City, Rack, Rack City Bitch. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then by her becoming close with Tyga, she got close with Nicki Minaj. She appeared in Monster mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and was Nicki Minaj's double. Okay. Then she created a business. Now, people say that she was, they try not to down her. She was a businesswoman before Tyga, blah, 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 blah. No, the fuck she wasn't. She had a YouTube channel that followed her around as this glorified tripper. Trust me. I know. I followed her career. I was a proud ratchet queen watching her. This okay. is why I know. She got her business when she got with Tyga. Then... You know, she had her baby because that solidified her coin. So if she never been with uh, was with Tiger for the rest of her life, she had the baby. So that's forever coin that for, will forever keep her relevant. Then her and Tiger bro- broke up. Tiger became a rapist, and then she said, "Okay, I have to find out how I'm gonna stay relevant." So then she started going back to her whorish ways, of which was exposed on her Instagram when her and Rob was going at it. She was talking to rappers, trying to talk to them, trying to flirt, being a hoe, selling vagina. Then I think a boxer, I don't know his name. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Let's let's stop right there for a second, though, because that's kind of where I want to go with this. Okay. And I really didn't want to turn this to a whole thing, but, hey, it's something that was on my mind. So my question is this. What's really the difference between what Black China did and what Kim Kardashian did to become famous? Well, Kim Kardashian had old money. Did she? Her daddy. But when did but when did she become famous? Was she uh, the sex tape? Hmm. But she was relevant with Paris Hilton. Was she? People always knew Kim as like the side friend, like okay. she used to play the but she fuck was, out of but her. She was but. a side friend, but okay. But when did when, when did sex, when did the, the Kardashians really become popular? The sex tape. Yeah. Then but China then fucking didn't every single. But wait, then, but then but then Kim then start banging Reggie Bush yeah. and uh, that irrelevant ass basketball player whose name I can't think of right now that she married and yeah. uh, still irrelevant. Ray J yeah. and. Um, who else? Chris Humphreys. Is who you're talking yeah, about. Chris Humphreys, the basketball player. And Nick Kanye. Cannon. She was with Nick Cannon? Mm-hmm. So, 
but you you trash Kim Kardashian all the time. I trash so Kim what's Kardashian. The di- but what's the difference between Kim and China when they basically doing the same thing? Because she's Caucasian. <laughs> no. <laughs> yep, the truth comes out. All no, right. I trash. No, Kim had a, a head start. Kim had a disadvantage, which is a, a prevalent in every Caucasian's life. Black China literally started from the bottom. She didn't have her okay, dad. But, rob. Here's, but here's the thing she came up from the bottom, but was still doing the same shit. Like, to me, it's wrong on both sides. Mm mm. Like, I don't understand why people were, like, giving Black China all these props for, you know, basically doing hood rat shit. But the intentions were different. I don't think that Kim Kardashian was being petty, was trying to be a hood rat, was trying to come up off a nigga. I genuinely think Kim Kardashian was falling in love with these niggas. Right. Because look at her mom. Like, her mom was literally in court with her new boyfriend so, so, while her wait, so what side nigga was fucking... In the trial, while her husband at the time, ex husband at the time, was so, his wait, lawyer. Wait, wait. So what you're saying is that Kim Kardashian was actually like having feelings for these people, while Black China's whole mission was Skimming. to have a keep a nigga baby and scam. Which is what the that's but, why I'm proud of her. But, but no, but, and then here's the thing: I don't get to K. Like you like champion like women's rights and stuff like that, but this is like the uh, the complete opposite of no, that. No, it's not. No, it's not. This I'm is this is not this is not female empowerment. This is coming up. This is literally this is literally the opposite of feminism because you like literally like oh I'm depending on these dudes for my fame and my and my fortune. Mm-mm, mm-mm. It's different. It's different. How I am empowering women the pussy power. Use your pussy to get to the top. Only everybody except that is like literally. Wait, that is literally, literally the opposite no, of feminism. Not. Feminism is not the, no, the fight to say that you know women shouldn't use sex. It's to empower women to use sex. Is it's it really? Not, no, because women are looked down. Because this is why. Shout out to Q from the Critical Dump, and I told him yesterday we was on the phone. I'm so glad we having this show. I told him talking to you is like talking to him because y'all y'all think the same way. Y'all like feminism is not. I think people have a misconstrued idea of what feminism is. School, please school me, please. Feminism is literally the idea to get treated the same as the majority when it comes to gender, which is male. So I want to get paid. I want to not be shamed for being a slut. You know, I want to be able to just but be you, a woman. But, but you slut shame Kim Kardashian all the time. Uh uh-uh, uh, I Caucasian slang uh, <laughs> shame Kim Kardashian. <laughs> I don't like him, Kardashian, for the simple fact that she, I feel like that she's white and she has privilege. Exactly, and I feel like she doesn't acknowledge that, and then she has the nerve to use black culture as one of her selling points, and it annoys the fuck out of me. So it's okay for Kim Kardashian to be a. Let's just let's just throw it out there. It's okay for Kim Kardashian to use her pussy power. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, it's not okay for her to use her pussy. No, it power. is okay. I don't give a fuck. Just don't try to be black while doing it. Like that annoys the fuck out of me. I feel like so, she's but, made a brand off of black uh, features. She's made a brand off of black men. She's made a brand off of all of these things to keep her relevant. How okay? Well, how about not using your pussy to to? Wait, 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 let me finish. Let me finish. How about not using your pussy to come up in the world and maybe using your brain? But that's you as a man feeling that a woman should do that. But if a woman wants to use her vagina to come up in the world, she can. But it's but so that's okay. But if you're black, it's okay to do that. But if you're white, it's not. No, I think it's okay for Kim Kardashian to do it. My problem with Kim Kardashian is her her 
capitalizing off black people while doing so. I don't care if she used her vagina and her looks and everything, but use your natural looks. Don't go out and buy big ass lips and then have people out here praising Kim Kardashian lips and Kim Kardashian ass. Is Black China's ass real? From black people. Is Black China's ass real? She's all. I from what I've seen in past pictures, she's always had a, a bigger butt. I don't know if she got injections to make it bigger, and I've never seen old pictures. But I didn't care for her ass that much because it doesn't look real. Even if it is real, it doesn't re- look real. But even Delicious's ass doesn't look real and it's real. So I don't know. We know Kim Kardashian's ass is not real. I'm so confused right now because, like, I don't, like, I, I just, feel like I, I literally, man, you're, okay, but I literally feel like you praising Black China for, you know, coming up off of another dude is literally like the opposite of feminism. I feel like feminism is like doing it for yourself and not depending on a guy to get your money and get your fame. And like literally doing it yourself. When literally, that's what she's doing. She's coming up off of a tiger. That's your idea of feminism. My idea of feminism is not, I just don't feel like her being shamed for it, but I don't feel like, me as a woman, I don't want to come up off a nigga. But if that's what Black China did and that's what them dumbass niggas let her do, then that's them. I don't, I'm not going to shame her for it. I'm proud of her petty ways. I'm, I'm proud of her petty ways. I'm not happy that she had to use her vagina for it. But since she did but, and she's just that petty, good job. Like, you're the, the greatest hood rat of all time. Kudos to you. I feel like we need to have this discussion as like an entire show. I think so too, because but like, literally we same... just talk, we just talked like for ten minutes about this one. <laughs> one That's minute. number five. We yeah. got to get to four, three, two, one. Shout out to Q from the Critical Duck because we're gonna have this same conversation on my next episode of Takina Talks. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll save this for another another uh, episode. But uh, moving on. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um. My number, my number five. What the fuck moment of the year? I was gonna, I was gonna use Kanye West as my number five, but I decided to drop that one out just now. <laughs> you dropped Kanye? Yeah, I, I, I don't want to talk about Kanye anymore. My number five, what the fuck moment of 2016 is the city of Flint. What the fuck, man? The year of 2016. The city of Flint has had poisoned water and nothing is, is getting done about it. The governor of Michigan made a decision to switch uh, the water systems for Flint. They didn't want to use uh, Detroit water anymore. They wanted Flint to use their own water system. problem with that is Flint's uh, pipes haven't been maintained all this time. So not when they switched over to Flint water, the water was, was toxic. It, had, it was literally toxic. It's, it's, it's not fit for human consumption and they did it to save money but it ended up costing flint a lot of money people flint can't drink the water they can't bathe in it people are going bald if they they use it they're getting sick and then on top of that the governor had to go to court over these these uh decisions that he made and he's he's literally spending millions of taxpayer dollars to defend himself mm-hmm. in something that he fucked up so and, and even still the people of flint don't have clean water yet Privilege. and I, and i really feel like people are forgetting about this whole issue because it, it hasn't been fixed so what the fuck man that that's my number five what the fuck moment of 2000 i concur i agree i think it's what the fuck and i also think it's bullshit and i also think it's privilege but that's neat to hear there you can hear me talk about that on takini talks okay number four <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Takei, what is your number four what the fuck moment of Why 2016? You I thought you were supposed to go next. Okay, so my I number four went. moment is um, the Caucasian man that sounded like Maxwell that got put on the stage. You don't know? I have no idea what you're talking about. So it was this Caucasian man whose video, he's from here. I think he was from Detroit. Not Detroit, but for, in Michigan. Wait, the guy that was singing at the grocery store? Mm-hmm. Okay. I just didn't expect that from him. I think that was the first time I was like, "What the fuck?" Like when he when I saw his his face, I'm like, "I'm not about to press play because just no." And then I pressed play and I was like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" Like I didn't expect. I thought he was going to sing like what's the old Caucasian song? <laughs> um the Beatles or something. I just didn't know. <laughs> like I thought he was going to sing something like that, but when he was singing Max, I was like, "What and the fuck?" Yeah, the high is on the high. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't say. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was a big like, one. And it's like, I know it's so minuscule, like some people. But it just it's just the fact that I was not expecting that from him. And he was in Family Dollar. And, like, in Detroit, I'm not trying to be shady, but that's just not something like. When you, you expect to see ratchet things in Family Dollar, just like you expect <laughs> to see ratchet things in Walmart. So when I heard him sing and could blow, I was like, whoa. And then he actually ended up on tour with Maxwell. So shout oh, out he, to him. he was on tour with Maxwell? Mm-hmm. He came on the show. I don't know if he ended, finished like the tour, but he right. did come on the show. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. All right. My number uh, four moment, well, what the fuck moment of 2016 is, <clears throat> really is it's three things in one. It's police brutality, mass shootings, mm. and protests mm. all mixed into one. And, and they all, all go together. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> Why is it that police can kill black people and nobody really gives a fuck? Uh, why is it that we have so many mass shootings like the situation in Orlando at I think it's called the Pulse nightclub. You had, mm-hmm. um, sh- I think it was either a shooting or a guy going around stabbing people at Ohio State University. There was mm-hmm. a big shooting in California. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants to get anything done about that with like gun laws or um, screening people with for guns and uh, addressing mental health issues in this country. Nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to talk about police shooting people. Uh, not, not even just black people, just shooting people in general when it, it doesn't even, when it's not necessary. Um, and then when people protest about it, you have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. People like tried to crucify Colin Kaepernick when really nobody knew it was going on for a long time. He was protesting for like weeks and nobody knew what was going on. But then when they realized, well, he's not standing for the national anthem. And then people were like, well, uh, he's disrespecting the troops. No, he's not. Not at all. He wasn't. He, it had nothing to do with the troops at that point. But then here's what Colin Kaepernick did. He was like, "Okay, people think I'm disrespecting the troops. Here's what I'm gonna do." He went and talked to someone that works for the 49ers organization. I don't know if he's. I think he's a part of the organization, or he, you know, has done some stuff with the organization. He, he was in the military. He went and talked to him. He was like, "How can I get my point across without disrespecting?" The military at the same time. Mm-hmm. So the, the guy told him, like, well, whenever we have a fallen, I think it's, we have a fallen soldier, we take a knee. So that's why Colin Kaepernick started taking a knee after that as a way to say, hey, I want to get my point across that there's an issue going on in this country, but I don't want to disrespect the troops at the same time. That's real. So he he tried to, he tried to adhere to the know, majority. Yeah. 
White people. And it's like, well, you didn't like that either. So, okay. You don't like when people march. You don't like people taking the knee. You don't want people protesting. So how? what is the right? Tommy Lauren. Oh, God. She was, Jesus. <laughs> she was on uh, The Daily Show with uh, Trevor Noah. Here we go. And Trevor Noah basically brought up the same point. It was like, you don't like when people take a knee. You don't like when people protest. You don't like this. Speaking so, to the people, because she is the representative of, quote, unquote, the people, Caucasian. And he asked her flat out, what is the right way to protest? Yeah. And he and it's it's a legitimate question. Like if you don't if you don't like this, if you don't like that, mm-hmm. what's the right way to protest? What did she say? She couldn't give an answer. Exactly. So it's not the fact that you don't like how they're protesting. You don't like the fact that they are protesting. It's just to be left alone because white people want to be comfortable in their society. So. My, <laughs> my uncle doesn't co-sign my um, blatant racism and thisness. Yeah, you little. I, I ain't gonna front. You a little racist, man. <laughs> you are. I can't be racist. Black people can't be racist. That's bullshit. <laughs> Some of the most racist people I ever met in my life are black people. This is true. But what the fuck, man? Like, I I really feel like people just legitimately don't want to have this conversation, and it's like, in order for us to move on as a country, for us to this country to be a lot better we need to address these issues we need to True. we need to address you know police brutality we need to address there, there's a um there's a art uh, article a news story going around recently about police shooting dogs have you heard about this Mm-mm. uh and actually it's here in michigan there, there's a law that says if the police come to your house and your dog moves they can shoot your dog. In Michigan? Yeah. Um, and the, the court recently ruled that it is okay and legal for a police to shoot your dog if that if they come in and that dog even moves. And I wrote something saying that the sad thing is, basically I said, my cynical mind works like this. Because this is a issue dealing with dogs. Something would get done about that. People are going to protest and they're going to get that law changed. Mm-hmm before they get anything changed or talk about issues dealing with police shooting people. Mm-hmm. And it's sad. And like nothing's coming to that yet, but I'm willing to bet there's going to be a lot of people coming out and protesting and trying to get that law changed. And the first dog that dies. Exactly. The first. And it's, it's already happened, but like now that people know this is a law and it's okay for the police to kill dogs, they're going to get something done about that. Oh, they're going to put up posters and riots and mark T-shirts. Right. And headbands and paraphernalia and <laughs> But when you talk about people, black people, Latino people, and white people are getting shot too, but we don't want to talk about that. We don't want to talk about getting more training for police officers to deal with these issues. But we why? don't want to talk about gun laws in general. They just don't want to talk about gun laws. Like some shit just needs to be changed. Are y'all worried about a dog attacking somebody? The fuck? There's there's a lot of a lot of problems going on in this country and that we don't want to talk about. And it's like, what the fuck? We need to talk about these things. So that's my number four issue of the year. What the fuck moment of the year. So, Kenya, what is your number three what the fuck moment of 2016? My number three what the fuck moment goes to a young queen named Kunye. New name. Formerly known FKA as Kanye Omari West. I just, what the fuck, Kanye? Like, <laughs> And I know you didn't want to talk about him, which was why you said I was like, well, damn. I, I, I had a really good feeling that you were going to bring it up, so that's why I took it off of my list. 
Good, good God Almighty. Okay, so here's here's what I have patience with Kanye because obviously when you invest in somebody and you like them, women, I'm pretty sure y'all know you give them a couple more passes than you would the average motherfucker on the street. So mm-hmm. you know Kanye has said some crazy things. He has said things where I've just been like, this man is crazy. He's like when he had the interview where he said, I am a god. Like I was just like, you're crazy. But okay, it's Kanye West, so. It was at this point, my dear friends, when I said, you got me fucked up. <laughs> I am a fan of Beyonce. Uh-oh. And so anybody who comes against her, Uh-oh. says anything negative about her, yes, indeed. Here I am go. a stan. Yes, indeed. I am one of the Beehive members who are petty as fuck, Here we who go. are rude that everybody can't stand. And because of them, nobody likes Beyonce. Buckle I up. am she. She is me. I represent the plus size community in, over at the Beehive uh, headquarters. <laughs> So here we go. I saw the first video where he was telling Jay Z, you know, don't sing your goons out. Don't da, 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 da. Beyonce. I was hurt. Seven years. My career went down the drain and you got mad because you didn't get you was going to get your the, he, basically what he was saying was. He felt like Beyonce was both for telling MTV. I'm not going to give you all a 15 minute clip of my tour unless y'all give me album of the year whatever the fuck she needed and Kanye was hurt because he felt like his song should have got the award or Drake should have got it that's when I lost all respect for Kanye because first of all even he knows not to come for Beyonce he was on her team like he said (laughs) seven years ago no he did it twice he did it at the Grammys twice the We're first, back. the first time was back, and the second time was uh, no, no, the first time was Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift, and the second and one was back. Because yeah. he surely was about to get up and say, "Y'all got her fucked up." So you're, so he, Kanye is the kind of person that's like everything is all good until it personally affects him. Then he doesn't see any type of middle ground. He doesn't have time for conversation because it personally affected Kanye. And granted, yes, T Flop was a very great album, a great body of work. Yeah, it was alright. It, I lo- I really liked a couple songs that I was like, this is like Ultralight Beam, iconic, unique song. I have not heard a song like that song all year long. Famous. Have you heard Chance Rapper's album? Yeah. So I can get what you're saying. Yeah. Highlights. <laughs> I mean, just I'm talking about things that went mainstream. Highlights, okay. to me, good ass song. And I feel like Kanye is extremely talented. But, but. he fucked up at Beyonce. And, and, and then he really fucked up with me. When he said he would have voted for Trump, and and knowing Kanye, he likes to he likes to say shit to get people riled up. But that was the wrong thing to say. You had already like I would have let him pass how he because I understood at the same time he was emotional. So I was gonna say okay, you get a pass. But it was the next day, the very next day, and canceled the tour, and said, oh by the way, I would have voted for Trump. What the fuck? That's when I was done with Kanye. So so you didn't like the the blonde hair with the. <laughs> I th- he's literally, if you look at his face, his his whole, he's dead. Like, something inside of him, something is going on with this man where he just, it's no life in him no more. And I would, you know, chalk it up to Kim Kardashian. But that's neither here nor there. Okay. I um, I did an inter- interview with uh, my man Kel Dansby from the Corner Podcast. Um, shout out to hey, Kel. Hey, LSE, how you doing? <laughs> and, you know, we, we kind of talked a little little bit about Kanye's year. And one thing we kind of came to an agreement on was that, and, and I said this before, Kanye West's mother passing 
might have been the worst thing that could have happened to him and really to the world. Because here, here's the thing about Kanye. Kanye is fucking crazy. Okay, this is true. I realized this years ago, and a lot of the, and the thing you got to realize, like Kanye is a musical genius, but a lot of times, like people that are like genius, they they have like social anxiety issues. Like Albert Einstein was a, was considered a, he's a genius, mm-hmm. but he couldn't he didn't know how to comb his own hair and tie his own shoes. Like that's why his hair looked like that because he didn't know how to do stuff like that. So it's something like he he excels in intellect, but it's like other stuff that he really not that good at. Kanye is the other same way. You know, he's he's a musical genius, but as far as like having chill, he ain't got it. And never he, had it. And he never had it. But I felt like Kanye's mother was like the only person that could really rein him in. Mm-hmm. But she's gone now. And what you got and here's the other thing too, people really don't talk about this. Who was Kanye with when his mother passed away? A girl that was a Delta at the moment. Mm. Somebody very famous has a TV show now. Amber? He's with Amber Rose. Oh, yeah. Now, he, fuck it. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Tell the truth. Shame the devil. Amber Rose ain't the type of person you need to be with when you're going through some serious emotional shit. Really? I think she mellowed him out more than Kim did. You think so? I think Kim Well, did. in comparison to Kim Kardashian, okay, yeah. But, <laughs> okay, yeah. But, no, that's not who you need to be with. When you going through some serious, serious, you don't need the woman that's eating your butthole out to really? comfort you while you going through some serious shit. Gotta eat the booty like <laughs> And I don't feel like he ever, he's ever gotten over that. And like, you don't think he got over Amber? I don't think he got. He's never gotten over his mother passing away because he he had a lot. Of, he had part to do with that because you know she got that elective surgery. Yeah, and he's the and he kind found, of person you can't tell him no, so exactly. he's gonna get a yes. But they told her no for a reason. Exactly. And then you throw on top of that, okay, he never really got the problem. He he needed someone that could just be like, come here, baby, I love you. He needed a, a mammy nice hug. hug. Yeah. Amber Rose ain't that. And Kim Kardashian damn sure ain't da- that. He went so far off the radar from mammy. If, <laughs> if you ever get the chance. He went from Aunt Jemima to ain't no mama, but go ahead. If you ever get the chance, go on Netflix and watch Joel Rogan's comedy special Triggered. He has a podcast. Yes, he does. It's a very good podcast. Mm-hmm. But Joe Rogan described the Kardashian family perfectly. They're like demons, vultures. Mm-hmm. Bless. Yes. Every man that has ever dealt with a Kardashian this is, true. is fucked up. Truly. Lamar Odom. Yes. Uh, uh, Kanye West now. Mm-hmm. Bruce. Yeah. They turned Bruce into one of them. Okay. I'll give you that. <laughs> Think, like, the one person who made it out alive was Chris Humphreys because he was hit to the bullshit. He was like, no. He didn't come out crazy. He got out before he had 70, 72 days with that family. He was like, nope, this is not for me. Yeah, you're right. Th- that family changes people. They and they fuck you up. And it, and when you Scott already diss it, mm-hmm. when you already fucked up in the head like Kanye was, yeah, it only makes it worse. Cause they're enablers. I think that's the thing. They don't. They more so put their men on a pedestal of being like. They, I don't think they believe in equally yoked. I don't think they believe in like you being enough for your man and your man being enough for you. I think they just take their men and say. As fucked up as you are, I'm going to put you on a pedestal, give you this great vagina, be this beautiful woman for you, and enable everything you do. Because Kim Kardashian, as a wife, should have told Kanye, Kanye, 
that famous video making everybody naked is not a good idea. <laughs> but what did she do? She went with the shit. But here's that whole family. All they care about is being famous. Yeah. Anything they can do to, to keep their name out there, they're going to do it. True. Well, we need. Well, we're not really talked about right now. So, uh, Bruce, we need you to uh, become a woman. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> I literally feel like they were just like, look, we're not digging up any of our personal secrets. So, Bruce, get the fuck up on there. Come on. Let's go. Because we're losing. Uh, right. Momentum, so we need somebody to kick it into high gear because this is not gonna. Okay, we're not being talked about. Uh, Kylie, we need your. Uh, how old was she? Like 15, 16 year old 16, ass. Sixteen yeah. year old ass to go to get with a grown ass man. Exactly, or it, and it, or Kanye, you're next. <laughs> well, we're gonna make up. I'm not gonna say it made up, but no, nah, fuck it. I'm, we're gonna make up a story about Kim getting robbed over in uh, Europe funny. or some shit like that. And, Allegedly. Yeah. So. Yeah. What the fuck. Kanye, get get. I, I I hope to God that Kim Kardashian really did cheat on him with uh, the punter from the Oakland Raiders. I really hope that happens, because as as much as like I, I honestly I haven't really been with Kanye for a while, and I, and it's more of like a dude. I just hope you get your life together type of thing than you know me falling off as being a fan of his. But I really hope she did cheat on him so that he can get out of there. I really I think is he, he gonna needs be to, hurt. He needs to get out of that. But also, even in doing that, I do think he needs a safety net because if you if Kanye breaks up with Kim and has burned all his bridges with black people, because that is what he just did, he's gonna need somebody to be there for him. And I think he should go back to his girlfriend that he had way before the fame came. Because only she knows the dynamics of what Donda and Kanye had, right. and she could remind him a little. She could be like the half nanny hug that he needs, like. Because apparently he can't go back to his family because they blackmail him out of $250,000. But yeah, he needs a good mammy hug. He needs to go home, have his grandma cook him some cornbread collard greens <laughs> and neck bones, and just sit and talk, make him go wash the dishes, make him sleep on that dirty-ass bed. <laughs> just you need to be humble, and he needs to go back home. And, and I don't know how to help him. As Kanye, Kanye said it himself. I miss the old Kanye. We, we need the old Kanye back. Come back, Kanye. <laughs> All right, my number three. What the fuck moment of 2016 is uh, the media and the news in general. What the fuck, man? Mm-hmm. There's so much bullshit and fake news put out there, and and the stuff that they do cover is just is. It's hard watching the news. It is. I hate it, the news. It really is. And they it seems like each every news service has their own slant to it. So if you're if you're a quote unquote Republican, you watch Fox News. If you're a Democrat, you watch uh MSNBC or CNN. I would say you watch BT or like centric or because like, uh, <laughs> even they some coons. But I really feel like there's no journalistic integrity anymore no one wants to no i think denzel washington said it, like nobody wants to have the truth put yes. out yes it's more wants to get fired oh, oh, oh it's all about getting ratings and not about telling what this real story is if there was a modern day bible i would have denzel write the first book <laughs> that meant every time they asked him a question he was dropping gems it's like he went away in hiding and then came back and was like I'm dropping all of these fucking gems. Every damn <laughs> interview I have, somebody was like, how's your day going? Well, according to 1 Corinthians 6, 5, <laughs> you can't have a day unless the Lord created it. 
boom. Like he just, <laughs> I love him. Okay, sorry. But I, I want to get back to like the news actually like telling the truth and not, you know, fitting someone's agenda and, and, and just telling things how it really is. True. The fact, well, this, this is going to come up later on, but you know, I, I'll save it. I'll save that because I'm, I'm going to bring it up later on. I have a feeling you're going to bring this one up too, so we'll we'll bring it up t- together. But news media, we need you to, to get your shit together. Please. Tell the truth. Tell the real story, not the the bullshit slant story. Yeah. So, oh, and perfect example. Perfect example. I don't know if you heard my episode that I put up, two episodes I put out about the situation that's going on in uh, North Dakota with. Uh, I saw it, but I, I just didn't get to hear. All right, that's good. That's Sorry, good. I'm just. It's good to know that you didn't listen to my show. I, appreciate I listened that. to them. <laughs> but th- there was so much like fake information put out there about what was going on in in that situation that it, it's fucked up. And it's like, well, uh, these protesters are out here, you know, attacking the police and this and that. And when they when these people had drones like recording everything and putting it out live on Facebook. Mm-hmm. It was the other way around. It was the people that were supporting uh, the oil companies that were attacking the protesters, like literally turning uh, fire hydrant hoses on these people. On people, modern day fuck shit. And and like in sub zero temperatures. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you're gonna put spray these people with water when it's cold outside. But the the real uh, big news outlets weren't talking about that they, they didn't even go out there until it really blew up after the election so we need the news news to tell the real story and not the bullshit slant do better 2017 is the hashtag exactly so Takenya, what is your number two what the fuck moment of 2016 my number two what the fuck moment goes to america going back to the 1950s <laughs> because what the fuck like it just I'm not, of course, Donald Trump has something to do with it. I know some people say, no, he didn't do that. You're the problem. Anyway, I just feel like when when white people from, you know, way back in Brokeback Mountain started coming out of. Brokeback Mountain? I know, but it just fit where I was saying. Okay, I'm sorry. When when the white people from, from back in the, in the woods, back there who hate niggers and back there wearing their KKK hats and when all of them and their cousins started to just surface. Shit got real in 2016. Like, it, it just started affecting places. When it starts to hit home, like, literally EMU, my school, of which I didn't think was racist, but now I literally don't like my school anymore, which sucks. It's like, what the fuck? Like, I literally thought we made progress. I really did. I really think Obama, because I was talking about this on Penrose versus everybody. I said, Obama didn't do nothing for black people like what you thought like he didn't do anything for us because that's not his job but right. what he did do was make it easier for me to walk around in america i didn't have to go to a fucking store and get worried about a white person feeling bold enough to say fuck you nigga but now you see little videos literally the day after trump got into the office some white boy called him a nigga and some call, call some kid a nigga and the black kid was like listen trump ain't president yet i will beat your white ass <laughs> like don't don't do this so it just it's disheartening and I think like the day after Trump won I was in the car literally like emotional cuz I'm like this is 2016. I the the fucking radio station was literally like today, you know, two black men got so and so and so against by white people. I'm like this is 20 this is not 1950. This is not this is 2016 and I feel like I am right where my grandma and papa was 50 years ago. Like 
why is this a thing? It's like, I'm so angry. I'm so upset. And then for a person like me, this is, God knows, he knows. I was not supposed to be born in the 1950s. And I damn sure wasn't supposed to be no slave. Because with an attitude and a mouth like mine, I would have surely been dead at the first, the first time. The first so I, I hate it, and I hate that this has to be the time, but I'm even more vocal. Like, I, I think my uncle will say I've always been, like, kind of racist, <laughs> like, my whole entire black-ass life. But now more than ever, I'm I'm more vocal about it because the vocal racist people are out, and they, they have a series for KKK on TV. They get a whole series, and it's called Generation KKK, where they will document the lives of KKK members and they said that now more than ever, the the um, membership of the KKK has risen more than ever since the 1950s. So the power of Trump, my God. And, and okay, I'm not going to go ahead because I was about to go in on minorities because of Adam Salah or whatever. Because I wanted to go on him real quick, but I guess I should save that for later. Okay. Um. My number two, what the fuck moment of 2016 is celebrity deaths. It, look, as we're recording this, the year's not over yet. I need somebody to go find Dave Chappelle and make sure he's okay. I need somebody to check on <laughs> fucking Bill Cosby because I've been waiting on him to die. Wow. He is that old. There are some artists that you could just expect. Like Stevie Wonder, he's up there. I'm, but... Okay. Yeah, you're right. Give it to him. You know, it's weird. I know this sounds so morbid, but me and my boy Ed, like every year, we sit there. It's like, all right, so who's it going to be this year? And I think the first time you know that we've done this, I actually got it right. To I was like, you predicted who? Muhammad Ali. (gasps) Oh, I forgot he died. Did um, Bush McCullough die this year too? Who? Not Gandhi. Jesus, help the child. <laughs> I gotta hear who this uh, is. Maya Angelou died this year, right? I don't know. I think that was last year. What? Who is the black man? Mandela. I called him Mahatma Gandhi. Okay, moving Mande- on. You do realize Mandela died like two years ago, right? Okay, so you know, for as you all know, fourteen, two thousand fourteen to sixteen, kind of flew by for me. Mm-hmm. So that don't count. But man, I had a li- I had a list of all the people that passed this year. But let's go down the list of sadness, let's just, shall we? Yeah, just, yeah, just start, start naming some of the people off the top of your head that passed away this year, Takei. Prince, Alan Thicke. Um, who else died? The people who I think that I can't really think of nobody for real, for real that I care for. Am I missing somebody that's like significant in my world? Oh my gosh, the guy from Earth, Wind, and Fire that really hurt. Um, Was it Maurice? Maurice White died. And then you had uh, who else am I missing? All right, let me let me just run through the life li- dog. Yes, I'm just gonna run through a list that I wrote down, and it's more people that died since I, I made this list. <clears throat> David Bowie, Prince, mm. China, former professional wrestler. Yeah, she did. Fife Dog. Yeah. Tommy Ford. Oh yeah, no job. Muhammad Ali, Florence Henderson, Nancy Reagan, Gary Shandling, Doris Roberts. Uh, another former wrestler, Balls Mahoney, Gordy Howe, Kimbo Slice. Oh my God, yes, Kimbo. Uh, Gene Wilder, um, another former professional wrestler, Mr. Fuji. Uh, Arnold Palmer that night this year. Janet Reno. The drink? The guy who the drink was named after. Oh, okay. Just 
Rest in peace. You have made college a little bit easier. <laughs> Janet Reno, Fidel Castro, Alan Thicke. These are just some of the people, you know, that I, I just remembered off the top of my head. And it's mm-hmm. been, it's, I think it's been a couple people that died since then. Mm-hmm. And the year's not necessarily over yet. We still got like Listen, a week. So, week. look. 2016 going to go out with a bang, and I guarantee you that. Somebody find Dave Chappelle make sure he all right, okay? Find Bill Cosby, let him know. I need Dave Chappelle alive so we can get those three comedy specials. Either Bill Cosby going to be the bang of the year or he going to be the boom of 2017. <laughs> One of the two. So hopefully 2017, celebrity deaths slow down. <laughs> we hopefully. Don't, it, it's, just, it's just been a bit. Then um, yeah, I can't think of her name right now. And they was dying in threes, but they was dying in sets of three. So it was like three, <laughs> it's six, like, nine. It was like 19 sets of three. <laughs> yeah, it was like three, six, nine. So, oh, okay. Y'all not stopping? Okay, that's fine. I can't, okay. I can't remember what her name is right now at the top of my head. But uh, the lady that played Princess Leia, she just had like a heart attack. Like She died? Uh, I don't th- the way, and I the think way she's still was alive. Was like bold as fuck. Like Alan Thicke was literally playing hockey with his son and just you know, called home, dead <laughs> to the casket. Like I, goddamn, like where's the chill in 2016? 2016 was, I think, the icing on top of the 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 struggle cake. Like <laughs> 2016 was it for me. If 2017 is any harder, I'm gonna have to have a conversation with a higher power. I don't know if it's God because I have prayed to him. So we're going to have to find another because I just don't understand. This shit is crazy. <laughs> I love Jesus, by the way. <clears throat> I have no idea how to transition from that. So we'll just go <laughs> ahead and go through um, to your number one. What the fuck moment of 2016? <sighs> I think we're going to have the same one. Donald Trump. Donald Trump, yeah. What the fuck, man? I just... I, mm. You wouldn't say this, but white people, y'all really did this. I found a tweet, and it was the best tweet to me so far. It was a white woman pleading to Trump not to take away Obamacare, and I just thought that was funny. Have you seen that uh, clip of Bernie Sanders? He's holding like a like a town forum or something like that with Trump supporters. Mm-mm. <clears throat> um. I'm trying to remember exactly what it was that they, they, that this lady was talking about. But <laughs> long story short, it was talking to these Trump supporters, and Trump, he was saying like, "Well, yeah, Donald Trump said he was going to do this. Donald Trump said he was going to do that, but uh, he's not really going to do that." These were the Trump supporters talking. He was like, "Yeah, he said he was going to do this, and he said he's like, but there's there's no way Donald Trump is going to say do this." So Bernie Sanders said, so what you're telling me is Donald Trump on his campaign promised he was going to do this and do that. He was going to build a wall. He's going to get rid of the Muslims. And the Trump supporter said, no, he's not going to do that. So Bernie Sanders looked at him and said, so you voted for a liar. Well, <laughs> well, drop the bomb then. And, and to Kayla, I think I told you this before. I'm pretty, I'm like 100% sure I told you this before on, on your podcast. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was on your podcast. The way things tend to work in this country, if you follow the pattern, when the country is doing well, mm-hmm. people vote Republican. When things are going bad, they vote Democrat, right? I'm pretty sure I told you this. You probably didn't pay attention to what I was saying. But yes, I think I think you're going to pay attention sounds now. Sounds like a Takenia pattern. Yeah. I think you're going to listen to me now. You know, I'm... I ain't the smartest person, but I know some shit, right? 
So, in my mind, I already knew it was going to be a Republican that got elected this year. I knew it. I, I said it two years ago. Republicans going to get into office, right? They're not going to let Democrat get away two years. Four, I mean, eight years. In well, no, no. Because the country was doing better, they weren't going to vote Republican. Mm-hmm. Think, about, think about this. Think about this. The country was so fucked up under George Bush that they voted a black man president of the United States. Okay. That's how you know America was like. Shit was fucked up. Where, what else do we have? What else? They said, hey, you. black man, uh, I ain't got no job. Help us. Please. Because apparently you Are you a Democrat? Have- okay, I'm voting for you. So that's what happened, right? And I knew once the country got good again, they're going to vote a Republican in. Right? Mm-hmm. I knew it. I knew it. That's a gem. My it's question like is, but my question is this. Donald Trump? That's all. If any Republican. And, and hell, I would have taken fucking bun, a bunny rabbit. <laughs> but Donald Trump? Like, Donald Trump. Donald Duck. I mean, anybody. Anybody. And here's the thing. People kept saying, okay, well, he he's, he's a businessman, so he's going to run the country like a business. Um, Let's think about this businessmen typically look out for themselves and, and people that make money for them. Exactly. So if you are of no benefit to Donald Trump, you are the problem for him. And he's going to get rid of you. And, and think about this. How much money does the president make per year? I don't know. $450,000 a year. That ain't shit. Donald Trump is a billionaire. You think he worried about four hundred fifty? dollars So who's he, who's he going to look out for? Uh, the guy from the oil company that can make him hundreds of millions of dollars, or us that's only going to pay him four hundred and fifty thousand. Exactly. And America can do nothing for him. Is what Donald Trump thinks he can do for America. And, and and the thing I didn't understand is like, people, why aren't you looking at it for what it really is? Fuck the you know Republican Democrat. Fuck the politics. Okay. Donald Trump the person. Is that who you really wanted running this country, Mister? Uh, Mister, I had lawsuits, you know, dealing with uh, illegal uh, um, housing practices back in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy that's been bankrupt a couple, few times. Mm-hmm. A guy that had a rape case. A guy that on camera, well, yeah, on camera admitted Promotes to incest with his fucking daughter. You fucking sicko. He he promote he on camera said. I grab women by the pussy because they let me and I'm a celebrity. Fucking that, That's who you wanted to be the president of the United States. And here's the thing. That's who Caucasian people want. Wait, wait. To be. And here's, the, here's, the, here's their argument. Well, H- Hillary Clinton isn't any better. Okay, fine. If I'm going to choose two evils, I would rather the lesser of two evils, the one that's closer to getting better. But you want a guy, you want a rapist, bankrupt. Uh, sexist. (laughs) He literally said if his daughter wasn't his daughter, he would have dated her. Exactly. That is your child. That is disgusting. Even if you felt that way. Because even behind closed doors, we say some shit that we were like, yep, that's not leaving our home. Donald Trump doesn't have that filter. He says whatever the fuck he wants and knows that it's okay to say it because of the privilege that he has. There is nobody more privileged in America than a white cisgender male and donald trump is literally the face of that and because of the people who voted for him we are at the mercy of somebody who does not give a fuck about anybody except him and those who make him 
better. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Um, and here's the other thing a lot of people didn't think about. You're not just getting Donald Trump. You're getting the people that he puts into place in the, in different positions. <sighs> okay, let me ask you a question. Um, if you have issues with nature and you know the environment, are you going to trust someone that ran an oil company to? <laughs> be objective about absolutely not because I'm going to assume you're going to choose to have oil every time mm. that's who's going to be the head of the EPA mm. oil this guy this nigga had the nerve to put Omarosa not, not that this even exists but she's the head of the urban division what the fuck is that like what the fuck is that what's the urban division no it's not her it's uh no he put Omarosa I no. thought it was I thought it was uh, uh, uh Dash? no 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 <laughs> No, uh, one of those coons can no, none of them. The, can the guy, the, the black dude, the doctor, um, that was running against him, but then he got cool with. From here, oh, uh, we don't acknowledge him. Ben, Ben, ben Carson can go to hell. Is his name? Ben can go to hell. We don't. The he, only he, Ben Carson we acknowledge is Big Ben Rice. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know who he appointed to be the the head of small businesses? Who? The wife. Of, don't tell me Bill Gates, Linda McMahon, Vince McMahon's oh. wife. He literally got an office to just put his homies in. Uh-huh. He didn't give a fuck about your past, but how can he but, give a fuck but, about your experience if you don't even have political experience? But why was Linda McMahon appointed to this position? Because Linda McMahon contributed money to his uh, campaign. He so once that. again, so once again, he's running it like a business. The Literally. people that looked out for him, he's looking out for them. And, and who looked out for him? Oil companies. <laughs> Linda McMahon Child. from the WWE. All these people that were on his side, he's looking out for. We are literally looking at the end and nobody's like, everybody's just like, this is modern day Hitler and everybody's acting like, oh, we're going to find a way to have an excuse for him. No, like CNN is the worst place to watch the news. Because every have you ever time, watched Fox? Them too. <laughs> you ever watch MSNBC? have an excuse as to why what Donald Trump is doing is okay. They always say, well, nobody's ever done it before, so let's see what happens. Let's not. Let's not do that. <laughs> let's not find out. Let's not, let's not do a trial and error run on America here, people. Let's not, and then this is the thing that scares me because I don't think anybody looks at it from this standpoint. The, the the term united we stand divided we fought is a real thing. So seeing as though we have the most hated person going into the the um, White House, we're gonna be a divided nation, which puts us at a vulnerable state to be attacked by anybody and everybody. Did you did you see one of the tweets he put out recently? No. He said we need to be stronger with nuclear arms on Twitter. So the here, president. But here's my question. Here's my question. Let's say you're um let's name a random country. Uh let's say you're I don't know. Iranian or something. Let's say you say you're Iran, right? The president of the United States on Twitter said we need to get stronger with nuclear arms. And you know as Iran you got some beef with the United States. And the don't president of the United States is telling you we need more nuclear weapons. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you as Iran be like, well, they're going to get more. We're going to get more, too, because they might come after us. And he's doing this shit on Twitter. And here's the other thing. Take this man's Twitter away. Here's the here's other thing. He's, he, he's not going to, like, these, uh, these briefings. 
as the president of the United States, you need to these, these intelligence briefings when you find out what the fuck is going on in well, the you world. You got to be intelligent to go. So. Well, well, yeah. well, that's neither here nor there. But that's what he said. I'm smart enough. That's what he said. But these intelligence yeah. briefings tell you what's going on in the world on a daily basis, and he's not going to them. Hell, one of the first questions, when, the first day he, he after he got elected, when he went and talked to Barack Obama, you know one of the questions he asked him? What? Do I have to live in the White House? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hello, motherfucker. What do you mean? Shit, this, his wife isn't going to stay in the White House. She's going to yeah, be staying I in the Trump that. Tower. You know how it's going to cost us millions of dollars to, to take care of these motherfuckers. It is more of a hassle to have him as the president elect than it is for him to be the president because he's not giving up his. The thing about it is Trump's life is already better than the average president. So he's not going to give up his plush living expenses. He's not going to do anything that he's going to require America to make it safe for him, which is more money out of our pockets, which means like, I don't think and people don't realize it and they don't care because they were all happy about the fact that he was running his ca- campaign off of hate. Dude, do you, okay. Here's another thing. So Barack Obama put this law. Well, he I don't know if it, it was getting it was in the process of being uh made permanent, but basically it was saying that if you work more than forty hours a week, you have to be paid time and a half for your overtime. Have to. Yeah. Uh Donald Trump shut that shit down quick. And here's the thing I don't get. And these are pe- people that I work with. I work at General Motors. We work overtime. And they voted for Donald Trump. And then, like, literally, days after he got elected, he said, oh, we're getting rid of uh, time and a half. We're not putting that into the law. So I'm like, you literally voted money out of your own pocket. Just dumb. Just dumb. For what? But it was because of hate. He was, Donald Trump capitalized off hate. And and nobody acknowledges that. I'm not just going to say it's just hate. Hate was definitely one of it. Other one, pure stupidity. And, and people being sheep. People, I, 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 I've said this before. Politics is just like gangs. Either you're a blood or you're a crip. You're a Republican or you're a Democrat. And people that are Republicans wanted to stick with their gang and didn't want to look at the guy for who he really was. How, he, how Donald Trump even got to the point where he was up for, he won the Republican nomination is mind-boggling to me. But then when you look at all those people that that ran, they were most of them were idiots. But how, what the hell happened <laughs> that this was, was the guy? The this was the guy that you chose. I just don't get it. I'll never understand it. And for the next four years, I'm just gonna have to learn how to move Decaying. like a G in, like in silence, like lasagna. Because Decaying. I don't, I don't know. Decaying. I'm nervous. Hmm? I'm gonna say something to you, and you're not gonna want to hear it. But I'm just gonna tell you the truth. I don't think it's going to be four years. Now that I can't. They're going to give him four years. America's not that stupid. They're stupid, but they're not that stupid. A wise man by the name of George Carlin once said, never underestimate the power of stupidity in large groups. Well, that is true. Prepare for eight years. I I can't even fathom eight years. Prepare for eight years. It's it's too many. I feel like America Decaine. has moved so Decaine. far. You do realize George Bush was in office for eight years, right? He he like blatantly cheated, didn't he? So let's speak. Let's speak about that. See what you're going through right now. It's the same shit I went through in two thousand. Mm. George, not George. Yeah, George Bush won 
the electoral college. Mm-hmm. But Al Gore had more votes than him. The popular vote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same thing is happening again. So I think you and me, we, we've had a discussion before about voting. And I, I, <laughs> I think I told you that voting is bullshit. I think I told you before that the, the office of the president is bullshit. Our political way we elect people is bullshit. And, and I understand you didn't understand what I was saying. I think you basically said like, well, no, our vote counts and, you know, we need if to. If they do, I still think they vote. They they count. I really do. Obama brought out people that would never vote. Like, he really brought out people that I, I personally knew. They'd be like, fuck voting. And they really came out for this nigga. And that's why I feel like he won, not only because of that, probably your eight-year theory as well, but at the same time, he really, Obama really dug up some niggas and was like, get the fuck up out of your bed. So Stop I, living how do you, off your paycheck to paycheck monthly and go vote for me. So what happened this time? Hillary didn't do her job. Yes, yeah, she did. She got more votes. She sent Obama. Hillary got more votes. She got the popular vote, right? But the electoral, it, but I, and I read that if people went for the electoral college and they and they went based off the um the popular vote, then everybody wouldn't be accounted for because certain states have more people in them, so they have to break it down. And I and I get that part, not entirely, because I still feel like that's the point. All of the people are well, voting. But here's the thing. So, and I, let me let me think of. Let me see if I can remember what state it was. I think it was California, and I want to say it was Montana. Mm-hmm. So as far as electoral votes, California has 55. Mm-hmm. Montana, Montana has three. So based on the population, just total number of people, it's more people in California than there is in Montana. Mm-hmm. But as far as the electoral college vote goes, there's more people represented by... The California. Ele- no, no, more people are represented by the electoral college vote in Montana than they were than it is in California. I think it was like, well, I don't remember the exact number. But let's but say that's it's because like, there's more people in California. No, 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 no. You're not hearing me. It's the other way around. Each electoral vote in Montana is represented by more people than one vote in California. So, like I said, oh, okay. Montana gets three. California has fifty-five. But each individual vote, electoral mm-hmm. vote, more people are represented in Montana than it is in California. Oh. Oh, I get what you're saying. So. Then they need to fix the electoral college voting thing. Honestly, I think it needs, it needs to be. To fix, the popular vote should win. I really think they should. Because every time, if that's the case, it will be a democratic nation. And it will always be that way. But, you know, majority rules. Majority is Caucasian. And this is why we're here. Right. If you come to my show, you're going to hear a lot of racist shit. So I advise <laughs> you, if you like Devin, who's more so the middleman between me. Devin, if I ever like made it onto CNN, I would have to take my uncle with me. And he would absolutely have to kind of mellow me out and speak before I do. Because the shit that come out of my mouth is going to fly. So if I was to be on Larry King Live and they say, Sakina, how do you feel about white people? Wait, hold on. <laughs> Before she speaks, um, <laughs> our family was raised on great moral values. You know, Jimmy and Nylon did the best that they could. Okay, now she can answer. Because if it, if it's up to me, 
Y'all just gonna hear some bullshit. I just want everybody to know that the views of Takaya McKenzie are those of Takaya McKenzie and Takaya McKenzie alone. They do not necessarily represent the thoughts of Devin McKenzie and All State No Sizzle and Pimp Mac Daddy Enterprises. Okay. Yes. Because <laughs> I I have to say what the hell is on my mind. My uncle's more a little bit nicer than me, but I, I have to, <laughs> listen. I have to say what I have to say, y'all. White people, y'all really fucked up, and I'm going to. This is and this is what I want to talk about. I'm glad because now that we're done with our number one, this Adam Soleil topic, and I, I didn't necessarily have. I feel like what the hell he went through was bold, but then again, I said, "Oh, the fuck will," because black people go through it all the time. And then this is my thing. I said on my podcast, Adam Slate. Wait, before you, who is Adam Soleil? Uh, a YouTuber who is Arab, of Arab descent, who mm-hmm. likes, who, you know, his he's famous on YouTube for pranks. And one of his pranks would be like doing dumb shit, like counting down on the plane in an Arab outfit. Right. And this one time when he was actually just talking to his mom, they kicked him off of the plane and um, he felt as though he was being discriminated against. Which in this situation, he actually was, but it was because of his past that affected his present. He didn't think about that. So, you know, it is what it is. But then he made this this video and everybody saw it. And they're like, this is racism. And then everybody wants to speak up and say, this is so racism, blah, 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 blah. And then here's my thing while I sip my juice. <laughs> I have said this on my show. Black people have been discriminated against since literally the time we stepped foot on a shitty ass soil. And we have been trying to tell you that this is going to happen for these next eight Four to eight years, everybody else is going to get discriminated against. It's nothing more that Donald Trump can do to black people that hasn't been done to us. We done literally came from the pits of hell to now. The shit just going to happen to the other minorities. We're going to be sitting here drinking our water like, go get you some ramen noodles and put on the bandage and get the fuck over it. Because we've been trying to tell y'all racism exists. This is what we have been trying to tell you since the day since the beginning of time. Since we, were, since we stopped being slaves, we have been trying to fight for freedom and equality, and y'all say we've been complaining and we not happy. Obama's president, be happy because you got your nigger. You're a happy nigger. Well, here, here, let me just throw this out there. Um, <laughs> what about Native Americans? But I don't feel like they've made a voice as loud as we have. I feel like they... You know why? Because no one knows where they are. When's the last time you met a Native American? Ask a Caucasian. So... And I, I talked about this on, on my previous episode. With, uh, if you go back and listen to episode 12 and 13, no, 11 and 12. What, what were Muhammad, Sherry, and Francis? Where they were basically we were talking about the whole protest in Montana. Mm-hmm. And, and I said this then. We don't talk about what this country has done to Native Americans Mm-mm. because they don't really have a voice. And They're not they, even brought up in like history books. They, they try to erase that. And the, and the problem is, like, it's not like it's just happened. It's happening right, right now. now. And they're like, doing they're exactly what they was doing to them. Trying before. to get rid of them with fucking water hoses. Like, what the hell is wrong with y'all? And, and, and one thing I, I said is, is that, okay, well, black people have been talking about. Matter of fact, this was a question I asked Muhammad. It was like, Muhammad, let me, let me ask you a question, you know, being a devil's advocate. Let's say you're a black person and you hear about what's going on with the Native Americans in Montana. Why should a black person who has their own issues, even give a damn about what's going on with the Native Americans. And it, his answer to me was is that it's all the same thing. It's all violation of civil rights. So 
if, if it happens to the Native Americans, who's to say it won't happen to black people? Who's to say uh, it won't happen to Muslims? And Muhammad himself is, is a, is a Arab, uh, he's a Lebanese, so he's of Muslim Arabic descent. So this lets you know that it's not just black people that have to worry about this issue. It's all minorities. And it lets you know that this country has a lot of problems that we have not addressed. And until we address them, this country's going to get worse and worse and worse. So so it's podcasts like Devin, All Sizzle, no, All Steak. Sorry, I always mess up the S. I know. All Steak, No Sizzle podcast that will make the difference. It's podcasts like Takini Talks where I'm a little bit more blunt, a little bit more rude. But it's podcasts like that. Shout out to the Critical Dump. They the talk, Critical they talk Dump a lot podcast. Of get on issues. my damn nerves. Podcast <laughs> brothers. It's pod, the pod people who make the conversation, start the conversation. I really do think podcasting is like this new wave of, because it all starts with communication. America wouldn't be where they are if it wasn't for, first of all, you know, stealing, but that's neither here nor there. They kind of like throw that under the rug. In conversation. <laughs> and po- that's what podcasting is all about. And that's why I feel like if we continue to have the conversation, continue to get however many listeners we got, that's a hundred and so and so people who heard what we had to say and can say, they can't say that after leaving this podcast, they don't know. You can't say that. And you're getting it from minority people themselves who actually deal with the discrimination. And so your job, if you're not a minority, is to figure out how you can go about the world and make it a better place. That's all. That's really, even though I'm rude as fuck and I say <laughs> what the fuck I, I feel, I'm all, it's, it's coming from a place of wanting change. And some people, sometimes you just got to be blunt with it. Sometimes people only hear the rude shit. So maybe in my podcast you come and get, I offend you and then you come to All Steak No Sizzle to hear the, soft version of what I was trying to say because it just there just needs to be conversations there needs to be people who are willing to hear the other person's side change it and do better truly honestly it's a really good conversation uncle I love coming here I I try I try I know you're going through a lot you probably gotta do a lot of editing (laughs) I, I might. I don't know. I, I don't know how I'm gonna do this, but we'll see. Um, Takanya, um, <laughs> any questions, thoughts, concerns before 2016 ends? Because this is the last show, right? Um, yeah, this is gonna be one of the last shows of the year. Uh, you know, what? I'm gonna put a couple of these out next year too, oh, beginning okay. the beginning of the next year. But yeah, that's when it went a lot longer than I thought it was. Well, I don't know how you expected us to be sitting here. I know. We have never done a show that was like 50 minutes. Like, that's never happened. I know. You should have known. But, Takenya, what can we... <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Takenya, what can we expect from uh, Takenya Talks in 2017? I don't know. The The Bible says somewhere in... Um, somewhere in the back. Doesn't just exist chapter. <laughs> Um, that you never let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. So I don't know what's going to happen with Takenya Talks, but I do what I would like for Takenya Talks to most certainly continue to prosper. And I'm slowly but surely adding new segments. Like I added the Y segment and the Step Into My Office segment. And so I'm looking into things, you know, podcast fam is growing. We definitely got, there's some things in the works, but there's nothing that I can say is solid because, you know, I'm still in college. And until I get this damn degree, <laughs> there's no solid pan- plans being made unless I know I can handle that plan. So, okay. sorry to let y'all down, but there's nothing you can learn over here that you wouldn't learn at Takenya Talks. 
All right, so uh, where, where can everybody check out the show and how at you with thought your social medias and okay. all that good stuff? You can find me again at mostly, you can really, really find me on Twitter because I'm on Twitter all the time at underscore Out here in these Kenya. tweet streets. Yes, always talking to the pie fam, underscore to Kenya. On Twitter, Instagram is T-A-K-E-N-Y-A-N-H. And then Facebook is Takenya Talks Podcast. My SoundCloud is Takenya Talks. So if you literally, if you just Google Takenya, like, which I just found out, this is official, you'll find me like on iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter. You'll find all my stuff actually, because there's like not many people whose names are Takenya. Flips here. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my mama for being different. Different. She just gave you her middle name. She did. <laughs> so shout, shout out, out to my mama for being narcissistic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy to the truth. We got to have you on the show more often, man. <laughs> this is fun. This is just fun for me. Um, Takane, thank you for being on the show. You're welcome, Uncle. This is why I only gave you one topic because it, it just would have went on for like ever. So yeah, I can talk. This is something that has been prevalent since I was like three. Real quick, real quick. Uh. What did you think about my top artist of the year? You my, really my top, surprised my top five. me. I was like, what the hell? You tried it with Beyonce. I kind of, you know, would have liked it to be her two. If if you were going to make her lower, she should have been two and then Solange one. But you surprised the hell out of me. I thought you didn't like the album. Because when you first was like, you're going to be surprised by what the, I had to say. I thought she was going to be like, that shit was trash. And I was going to be like, well, Tigalero was trash. So. But it was, I was surprised. Solange, like, Solange. That album was good. That album was great. Like, for real. I still listen to the album. As a whole body work, I don't, like, skip. And that's why I, what I say about albums. Because even with Lemonade, I skip. Like, I go from one to six to this to that. With Solange's album, I listen from one to the end. Like, I listen to Authenticity one to the end. So, that's, it was just a really good body work. We, um... We talked before about doing a generation exchange episode with Solange and who was it? Fonte and Eric Robertson. Was it? Galero. Mm-hmm. That was the album you gave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're we're, we're still gonna have to do that. Um, you just gotta th- catch me out here in the street. I feel like I kind of ruined it by you know saying that that was my album of the year and uh, <laughs> you Solange. did because now I know what to expect. Yeah, so. We can do another album. J. Cole's album was lit. Did you hear it? Yes, I did. We can do that album. And you got to give me somebody from back in the day. No, but I still want to go through track for track on Solange's album. Okay. So I would love to hear what you got to say because I thought that album was brilliant. Track for track. Yeah, we'll do that. So Sounds good. We'll, we'll have to make that happen sometime next year. I, I want to put. I want to do that before the Grammys. It sounds good. Yeah. So. Sounds good. All right. So expect a, a new generation exchange episode. We got to re-record the old one too. Yeah, that we 2016. We're gonna do a lot better because we only did two. Me 2017. Oh shit. No, I said 2017. No, you said 2016. 2016. We're gonna do a lot better. <laughs> there will be more generation exchange episodes coming out, y'all. We've only done two in the whole history of generation exchanging. Technically three. Technically three. Well, te- actually, technically four. But y'all only heard two. So. You heard three. The Ultimate Beyonce album. That was Generation Exchange? That was sort of a Generation Exchange. Okay, so three. But, yeah. That one got, like, the most listens outside of my first, uh. I wonder why. 
Well, you know, when you bring Beyonce in. The number four artist of the year. One, but it's fine. All right. With all that being said, make sure you go check out the Kenya Talks and follow her on the Twitters and the Instagrams and the Snapchats and the Christian Mingles and your Plenty of Fish and uh, J-Date. I got to go. Pick up, I mean, go feed your nephew cookies. <laughs> All right. Thank you once again to Cam for being Merry on the show. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Festivus to everybody out there celebrates Festivus. And then to the uh, people who don't celebrate it, you know, have a good uh, day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to, I don't know. I don't know what y'all celebrate. I think we'll just have good energy. No? <laughs> Bye! <laughs> I think we'll just end that there. <laughs> I want to thank my niece, Takei and Mackenzie, for joining me on the show. We had, uh, <laughs> we had a very, very uh, interesting conversation breaking out the top five WTF moments of 2016. Um, I want to end this show in a special way for those of you who are familiar with one of my favorite underground rappers, Mr. Mad Skills. He, every year he, he does, well, no, it's not every year. He did take a little break in there. But for the most part, every year he has a tradition where he releases a wrap-up of 2016. And literally he wraps, you know, everything that happened over the year, the good, the bad, the happy, and the sad, and encapsulates the, the whole year in, you know, a, a nice rap song. And uh, he'd been doing this since, like, I want to say the first one he did was, like, 2002, 2003, something like that. So it's one of my favorite traditions of the new year. And it's also one of my niece's favorite traditions, too. So I felt it was only right that I uh, add that at the end of this episode. But before I get into that, make sure you follow the show. You like the show. Repost it. Put your comments in there. Give you a top five WTF moments of 2016. Um, If you want to do that you can do that on the comment section right here on soundcloud you can also shoot me a message on instagram and twitter you can find me at devin the six three that's d-e-v-i-n-t-h-e sorry about that y'all d-e-v-i-n-t-h-e six three and like i said you can do that on twitter and instagram or you can hit me up on the Facebook page. The Facebook page is All Steak No Sizzle Podcast. Just type it right in the search bar. It'll pop right up. Or if you want to shoot me an email, you can do so at asnspodcast at gmail.com. And make sure you go back and listen to all the episodes, but particularly the two episodes I put out this week. One with my man John from the John Effects Podcast. You can also check out my man Tino Morgan from the rapplatform.com and the Rap Platform Podcast. Make sure you check both of them out. Um, I talked with John about the top five TV series and the top five music artists of 2016, and I rap with my man Tino Morgan from the Rap Platform about the top five comebacks of 2016. So we're going to continue this series next week. I'm going to bring my man Q from the Critical Dump on the show. He's going to break down the top five sports moments of 2016. 
I'm gonna bring my man Kale Dansby from the Corner Podcast and and Black Sports Online. We're gonna break down the top five upsets and the top five albums of 2016. And we got much more coming, so stay tuned. So thank you all for listening. Shout out again to my niece, Takenya, for coming on the show. Appreciate her. Make sure you go check out the Takenya Talks podcast. Shout out to the rest of the pie squad. Hashtag we all win. And once again, thank you for listening to the show. I really appreciate everybody that listened to this show. Happy New Year's to you. And just to go ahead and literally wrap up the year 2016, here's my man, Matt Skills, with the wrap up 2016. So I'll check y'all next week. Peace. Uh, this past year was a bummer. Looking back, it kind of makes me wonder how I came and went. And damn, it took everybody under. It's crazy out here, and even though it was tough, I'ma run it back. This is 2016 wrap up. Different when the Super Bowl cam came up short. Leo got his Oscar, Nell Chopper got caught. They got mosquitoes with the Zika, so don't get bit. Peyton and Kobe Bryant both called it quits. I gotta admit. Fam, I get mad as shit when I swipe my card and they say, no, you got to use your chip. Damn, Daniel, Hamilton was lit. Who let Kanye West get 53 million in debt? And Rihanna went to work without taking a pause. Ice is popping and y'all worried about bathroom laws? Come on, fam. How that sound? So we out here standing up just so y'all can sit down? Warriors went on the street and then they got served. Panda was a hit we couldn't understand the words. <laughs> and Khaled kept snapping. These youngers keep mumbling. I guess y'all call that rapping. I seen stranger things. Come on, dude. Y'all out here shooting gorillas and punching kangaroos. Janet Jackson pregnant at 50, dawg. So for you old bras, it might be some hope for y'all. I ain't throwing shade. It ain't that deep. Shit, I don't want nobody out here fucking with me in these streets. Then Birdman ran up on Charlemagne. And Lil Wayne still not putting respect on his name. Michael left Kelly trying to get paid. But the world stopped when Beyonce dropped lemonade. She slayed and overshared. And y'all still trying to find out about Becky with the good hair. As far as questions, I got one. Hey, Hovind B, is y'all finished or is y'all done? Son, I don't know if it was fake. I know KD did the running man challenge all the way to Golden State. The whole year made no sense. Dog, we live in a world without Muhammad Ali and no Prince. Then Gucci came home. And he looked so different, y'all was like, nah, that's gotta be a clone. Y'all was glued to your phones. And LeBron got it done for the Cavs, brought the chip back home, Snapchatting all over the place. I swear to God, if I see one more girl with a dog on her face, it was a sad year for show. Instead of being woke, though, y'all wanted to play Pokemon Go. And rap got weird, should we be concerned? Young thug in a dress, young jock got a perm. And everybody was in the presidential race. Lion Rocky, oh, he gets the Michael Phelps face. Game and Meek beefing, Hillary and Trump. Cap took a knee, T.I. Brad Pitt got dumped. And Trump said he gonna build a wall on the border. Y'all will probably go to flip bottles of water. The snowstorm had the East Underground. They kept shooting black men, but wouldn't shoot killer clowns. They kept telling us to use our voices, knowing damn well that they ain't really give us no choices. Get an iPhone with no headphone cord or get a Galaxy and go and meet the Lord. See, they go low and we go high. You only got two friends, why you trying to go live? I'm a Mr. Obama's, I don't want to see him go. My prayers to everyone that we lost in Orlando. Oscars are so white, they had to get Chris Rock. And the album of the year had to be Anderson Pop. Cubs finally won, Usain was on fire. Melania Trump hired the wrong ghostwriter. I'm petty with the manners. 
Cause I think Kim K got robbed by Joanne the scammer, ooh Writers keep testing me They making rappers, but they ain't got the recipe <laughs> Yeah, that's facts Shout to Young M.A. for bringing New York back And I hear y'all talking about Kanye is fine What well, us, it look like Kanye lost his mind Cowboys kept balling, them boys in the zone Bryson Tiller came along and kept telling us don't I'm highly favored I clap back on my haters, I feed them beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, the mannequin challenge, yo, that's how y'all feel, the world moving, dog. we just can't stand still, Beyonce made sure y'all got information, one time for fight dog from the Zulu Nation, did Drake bag J-Lo, I say kinda, but y'all was all up in arms over robbing China, huh. and that's the new level of female pimping, biggest L of the year goes to Hillary Clinton, you ask me, man, I thought she had it made, you ask me now, shit, I think we all got played, another sign of the times, and now the whole world laughing at us, sounding like Chewbacca mom, 2016 was a bully and a punk, on top of that, now we gotta deal with Donald Trump, pardon me as I vent, bro, we made a reality star, the president, and that just makes me sick, talking about I gotta give him a chance, nah, I ain't gotta give him shit, it's gonna be hard to cope, because you can't have progress, dog. If you don't have hope, more pros, less rookies. And if America's ours, then how we let it get grabbed by the pussy? They say I sound mad off the cuff. Oh, I sound mad? Y'all sound mad enough. So from here on out, we gotta set the tone. Y'all protect yourself and protect your own. And way too many people got called back home. 2016, you could go, and I'm glad you gone. Felt like a long bad dream. I'm wishing y'all love and light. Welcome to 2017.